Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Hi everyone, Pastor Jeff Woodward here from Metro Church. This is session number three in our growth series on walking in the Spirit. Being a person that walks with God rather than just serves God or knows about God. And So thank you for joining us. Once again, a massive thank you to every single person who continues to be faithful in your serving. I love the strength of our church that so many people are committed in their daily walk with God in the way they open up their homes for Metro Life or Connect Group, people that are serving in so many ministries of the church. And I always think that that's got to be one of the great things uh, that just demonstrates Jesus, I suppose. The other thing is in people's generosity. Thank you to all those of you that gave in our special offering for the Ukraine recently. I know that that money will make such a difference to the lives of those people. And then there's things like Destiny Offering again, which uh, has made such an impact into so many people's lives. There's so much that we wouldn't be able to do if it wasn't for the generosity of God's people. And I know that every one of us gives not out of obligation, but out of joy. I also know that every one of us is blessed by God as a result of our sowing, but I just want to say thank you for all of that. Once again, though, our guests uh, Hmm. for this session, Pastor Dr. Michael Battersby (laughs) and Pastor uh, Almost (laughs) Master's Degree, Linda Battersby. Welcome again to both of you to grow on being a person Mm. of the spirit, Mm, which sounds a little bit like spooky spooky (laughs) music, yeah. But I don't mean that at all because... It seems to me that when you, uh, you know, when you read the New Testament, miracles were not something that was just a couple of people. Mm. Really, it was their life. Mm. Uh, when you follow yeah. the ministry of Jesus, when he walked with his disciples, who were very ordinary, none of them were Bible college trained. Mm-mm. None Mm-mm. of them were people that were from the tribe of Levi, I don't think. Uh, you mm. know, they were all people who simply got called by Jesus and then began mm. to walk with him. So what we're talking about and have been speaking about, and by the way, if you missed either of those sessions that have preceded this, they're still up on our YouTube channel, Metro Church WA. You can go back and just let them refresh your heart in this here. But um, I think this is so important for every one of us because we're not trying to train up a group of church members. Mm. Mm. You know, let me read this to you, Acts chapter 2, verse 17, 18, which was what the apostle Peter said on the day of Pentecost Mm. when the Holy Spirit was poured out. Mm. He said, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I'll pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams, and on my men servants and my maidservants, I'll pour out my spirit in those days and they'll prophesy. In other words the ability to hear and to see and to speak for God was something that God says, this is what I want to do. Mm. So the outpouring of the Holy Spirit Mm. wasn't to make uh, a select group of people into Pentecostals uh, or anything like that. It wasn't to equip them for something strange. It was to give them uh, an insight into a life of walking with God. And I think that's, to me, one of the most exciting things that I'm sure both of you I hope, anyway, it felt like I have, which sometimes is, God, I'm so ordinary Mm -hmm. in so many ways, and yet the choosing and the calling of God 
makes anyone extraordinary. Yes. Yeah, you absolutely. know what I mean? So Absolutely. whether you're someone who's incredibly highly educated, like a doctor, uh, whether you're someone who's <laughs> on the way there, or whether you're just like me and you've got none of that, you go, that's never what it's about. No. It's, and no matter what your job or your role is, whether you're someone who's at the top in your field or whether you're someone who's still feeling like your life is so ordinary, God wants to use you. Mm. And I think that's... Yeah, you know, just one of the great joys and the great highlights for all of our lives, really, isn't it? Mm, yeah, and, absolutely. And I think first and foremost, thanks for the opportunity again, Jeff, for sharing with everyone. It's um, we're, we're learning and growing as we as we share, because I think mm. as we speak out things, God shows us things and clarifies things. But I think fundamentally, we've got to get back to how Adam was in the garden, where he just walked with God. Yeah, great. There was no liturgy, there was no formulas, there was no understanding of how God was supposed to work. It was just a relationship. And yeah. Then, well. And then obviously getting over our nakedness and our shame, Jesus made that possible. So now the most, thing, uh, most important thing we can be is a spiritual being. So wow. to be a spiritual person is actually, that's not the right, probably the right phrase, is it? It's actually literally being who God called us to be, yeah. which is sons and daughters of God, who've got a body to relate to this physical world and a soul to mm. enjoy elements of socialization and engaging and memory and humor. But actually our spirit is the real us. And so what we're learning about tonight, Jeff, is, is really Christianity 101, that we mm. are all spiritual beings, not the spiritual ones on stage or the ones in leading Bible college, but every believer has the chance to partner and walk with God every day. And it's not weird as well. And shouldn't, if it it's shouldn't weird and spooky, weird. that's actually a sign of immaturity. I'm definitely determined about I think that. so too. The weirder it is, the more I, I realise that person doesn't really know just how much God loves them and how, how simple. There are some things though too, Michael, yes. like, you know, I wanted yeah. to ask you both because we finished our last one with both of you mm. praying for people mm, for the baptism yeah. of the Holy Spirit. Wasn't and I know that for me, that was not weird, but certainly out of anything mm, I'd ever known. In special, my, known in my church life growing up as a kid in Sunday school or whatever, you know, Matter of fact, they said the opposite, that it's all fallen away, mm. that none of oh, that's for wow. today. We don't need it anymore. <laughs> now we've got the Bible. Uh, and forgetting that wow. we are still people who need a God who walks with us. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> knowing Bible verses and knowing good doctrine, you were like me. You came from a heritage that mm. prized good yeah. doctrine. Yeah. Uh, and I, I would never take anything away from that. I think it's incredibly valuable because it gives you the boundaries Absolutely. that lets you understand the, the primacy of the Word of God for a believer's life. Yeah. It stops you getting into error. Mm. Correct. You know, when you know what God says in this Absolutely. book, it'll stop you going weird. Yeah. Uh, however, I also know that for me, getting baptized in the Holy Spirit was uh, <laughs> a pretty... Well, it was a life-changing experience. And I'm glad both of you in that last session felt prompted to pray for people who were in the homes because I didn't get baptised in the Holy Spirit um, in a church service. I was in a caravan. Oh, and you remember Living that? in a caravan down the yeah. back of someone's house. That's a great story. And the yeah. church was praying. Uh, I'd only just met these people. And God met me. Mm. And so I love that. But can I, maybe, I, I don't know. I don't, I actually don't know your stories on this, but... Linda, what, for you, what did the baptism of the Holy Spirit mean and do? Well, I was, I don't have a Christian upbringing like both of you, so mm. I didn't really know much about the Holy Spirit. I went, I think I was saved a month and I went to a church service where they spoke about getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. So I went home that night 
and laid hands on myself <laughs> and prayed As for only me. Linda would do, eh? Yeah. <laughs> prayed for myself and I got filled with, filled with the Spirit in my bedroom and prayed wow. in tongues wow. at home because I didn't know any different. I, I didn't know. I hadn't have the background wow. that said you've got to go to a church and you've got to have this and that. I just, I just asked God. Yeah, well. And God just felt me. And your mum and dad thought, what the heck's going on in Linda's no. room? <laughs> and I laid hands <laughs> on myself. Talking to? So, but it was, li- it was wow. life-changing for me, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, I... I so we just said, I, re- I receive, Lord, I believe you want me to have I this and I want you... I just myself and said, <laughs> fill me with the Holy Spirit. So it was easy go, as you've, that. You've heard it here, folks. <laughs> that level of openness, though, too, Linda, because probably the people I've seen struggle the most with it have been people that have been so rigid in their doctrine and I don't mean this in any way as though it's a fault because it's not but have been so religiously rigid that they were unable just to let God do anything in their life you know what it's like when you come to pray for someone some of those people are so intense and their intensity they think helps but actually hinders no correct Exactly. Yeah, I think there's that sense of we God is a God, God of order yeah. and control. <laughs> yeah, God of order and control, and any sign of ah, oh, just you know, yeah, well. demonstrous sort of emotion or freedom is like no, 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 no. God couldn't move like that. And we, we we haven't read. Look at the Bible. When when, when Jesus was moving, there was just incredible yeah. love and passion. And and yes, I guess some things could be interpreted as weird. But when you realise when God, when Jesus did what He did. He did it because he really knew God. And there God. was something behind it And there was well. authority behind it. It wasn't just out of weirdness. But I think with the, it's the two ends of the pe- pendulum is this weirdness. Isn't, he, isn't it interesting, interesting that he doesn't time. always do the same things again and again? Yeah. No, that's called religion and we don't do Yeah, that. but I mean, you think about it. He, he took the five loaves and two fish and fed 5,000. And then he took four loaves and a couple of fish and fed 4,000. But he didn't do it every week. Yeah. It no. wasn't like, okay, now I've got this thing there. He doesn't, he's walked on water, I think, from memory in the New Testament twice. Two or three times, yeah. But he doesn't do that again. Um, and on the day of Pentecost, when they're all gathered together in the upper room, and suddenly there comes a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, filled the whole house where they were sitting, and there appeared under them cloven tongues like as a fire and sat upon each one of them, and they all began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. But that yeah. never happens ever again no. in that way. There Correct. are five times in the New Testament where people receive the Holy Spirit and three of them we are absolutely told categorically that the person spoke in tongues. Mm. The fourth one uh, is the Apostle Paul when he is uh, when Ananias lays hands on him that you might receive the Holy Spirit, receive your sight. And he later on says, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you mm. all. Yeah. The fifth one, uh, you know, is uh, in... Uh, in Acts where Peter and John go down to Samaria after the great revival and the sorcerer Simon when mm. he saw that through the laying on of mm. hands the Holy Spirit was given he said give me this if yeah. he offered to pay for it yeah. so he saw something happen so <laughs> and yet here's the thing which is why I love your story mm. Linda that it's not like again God's not a cookie cutter no, no. you know yeah. what I mean humans love um a regimented sort of rituals because it's we can, great. We, we can work we, it so, out. Something works, great. We can yeah, guarantee we it's going to work again, yeah. which means we have no real trust in, in a living God. We actually want to, thanks God, we got it from here. We build this shrine around, mm. you know, um, legality and, and logistics and things mm. like that. And that's actually what religion is. It means so, to, to so bind and to, and to control. 
So for a good Methodist boy then, yes, growing up, <laughs> oh, yes. going to God a church school and all the rest of that there, what what impact did being baptised with the Holy Spirit mean to you? Okay, so for those of you who are, who are brought up in a Christian home, um, you know, went to a good Christian uh, church boarding school, um, you know, I, I knew that God, the Word of God was, it was, was real. I know Jesus loved me, died for my sins, but that real sense that, of the supernatural. Not, once again, oh. I'm not talking about you know, flying and levitating. I'm talking about that sense that, that God had a bigger purpose other than me just living and maybe going to heaven. It was actually like I get to partner with God at wow. seeing faith uh, bring answers to life, to see people transformed in their, in their, their walk with God and, and miracles perhaps for that, to pray for people. I just thought, I, I want it all. I want this whole thing. And so the, the gifts of tongues and prophecy and all the different gifts of the Holy Spirit, because obviously when you believe in, in Jesus and you, 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 know, you become transformed into, from darkness to light, you become a child of God, that requires the Holy Spirit. So you have the, the baptism um, in, you know, uh, with, of, of the Spirit, but not baptism in the Holy Spirit. So it's like a different mm. level of baptism. Okay? So you have the Holy Spirit in your life to, to, to lead you and to guide you, but you don't have that extra anointing and power. Let me ask you which is what I too, because I think Pentecostals, if they've made any mistake, it's this, that they, we, whoever, have made it about the outward manifestations and haven't mm. perhaps majored enough. Mm. For me, the baptism of the Holy Spirit was, there was tongues and, and all that's great. But there was also a supernatural ability. I have no other way to describe, but an ability to walk consistently yeah, with God. Absolutely. Not faultlessly, yeah. but to walk consistently with God. You know, mm. when Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he wasn't talking about power to impress. No. He was talking about the power to live a yeah, life. Yeah, right, correct. And yeah. I don't know about you, but after all these years, I'm still leaning into that keeping, saving, yeah, it keeps enabling you, it? and grace and power. I, yeah. I think when I got filled with the Spirit, I was also, it was almost like a hunger that I received to, wow. to know more and to, wow. which has really never left me. Wow. Um, I don't know about you, Michael, but that was part of my experience anyway wow. that um, has kept me really, mm. kept me on seeking God my whole life. And that gift, so, that, that very simple, special gift of faith you have, it, that's definitely a, a gift of the, that, of the Holy Spirit. The way you believe is not like, you think, oh, just, doesn't everyone believe like this? There's a, there's a sense of the Holy Spirit giving you that gift of faith. For me, if I can, if I can go back to my little my story, I didn't quite get to my story, did I? Is that all right, finish the story? Sure. Go finish the story. Is, um, uh, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> <laughs> we got a commercial break right now. Uh, no, basically, we, we, I'd grown up in a, in a situation where I was very mentally aware of what God did for me, but felt like, yeah, but I'm still trying to work it out, work out my own salvation. So when I received the Holy Spirit, yeah. it was almost like God was God, I'm not working that's for what God, I, that's, he's carrying me. That's what I'm talking about. Dunamis power. It's more than just the appearances and the manifestations and whether you have dreams, visions, whether you prophesy to people or not. No. It's, it's really something more powerful and I think more special. Yeah. In, in one, not not yeah. to, again to diminish those things, they're great. But what all of us need is the power to live a godly mm. life. Yeah, because yeah. you can't. Will <laughs> willpower just ain't no. enough. No. no, absolutely not. And that's why for me, God had to do it in a way that um, transcended my own capacity to work this out and receive it on my own merit. So the way He did that um, led me oh. to a, a big conference. Uh, I was prayed for by Reinhard Bonnke. Wow. Linda got prayed for by, by herself. Linda Bazzi. So I'm there, um, 
didn't feel a thing. Everyone in the room got prayed for, laid hands on. They're all, they're all going for it. I'm going, Yamaha, Honda, 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 Salama Bahita. Move on. This is my story. Uh, I, I started to get really, very discouraged. I thought, you know, Lord, you said if I ask for this and if I believe, you know, you give good gifts to your children. I'm your child. Come on, I'm with the whole. I'm with the supernatural power of God. What's I want to be matter with me. Yeah, exactly. What's right? There must be something wrong with me. Yeah, right. And there was a real arrogance, almost like, yeah, I'm too. There's something different about me that God can't get me. Get. So I'll just be a Christian, but I won't be really filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so I went to a youth camp uh, after that, about six months later, and I had a youth camp. And I actually felt really almost depressed. I thought this is not. I felt like I'm once again in that room. I prayed for a lot of people last week. I'm in the outer room. I'm not really enjoying all that God has for me. I'm not being led by the Spirit the way I'd like to be. So I went at the front for an altar call and there were some youth pastors there and some pastors of the previous church. And uh, they were all trying to pray and they didn't have enough to pray for me. So I'm there by myself looking around. Everyone goes to supper and I'm left there by myself. And this little kid comes out, 10-year-old boy. I think it was the younger really? brother of, of someone that was at the youth camp. You go, oh, Michael, what's what's the matter? I said, oh, I just, I just, I just want to be, I want, I want to feel the Holy Spirit. I want to feel that, that real sense that God is so close to me, and I can have everything. Wow. In. And he goes, oh, I can pray, I can, let me, can I pray for you? I don't even know if this this kid, you know, had been filled himself or whatever. But he said, I'll, I'll pray for you. He prayed for me, right there and then on that spot. I started started praying in tongues, wow. top of my voice. <laughs> Everyone's at supper, and I'm just there with this kid praying in tongues, praising God. Uh, the next morning, I get baptized in water. So. Apparently, I did it the other way, you know, the, the wrong way around. Okay. No, there's it no way. They're both biblical. God's okay with They're that. Both that's it. It hasn't, that can happen either way. Sure, sure. But after that, that's when the, the gifts of the, uh, like, started to get prophetic words oh. from other people and for other people. There's was, there was definite dynamic of feeling like I was supercharged for God. But aren't you glad, though, this, this bit I always love is that God's in charge, not me. Mm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because everybody would go, Reinhard Bonke, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, like, yeah. what a legend. Chick, yeah. And God goes, nah, this boy needs to humble himself. Yes. And he needs the hunger. And trust me. And those two things. So yeah. thank God you kept going, though, and not going, well, okay, too bad. I'm well, different. at least I tried. Yeah. But you kept on hungry. And I think that's a great lesson for all of us. Yeah, the is hunger. to say, because not everything in God's going to be instant for you. No, no. And sometimes the Lord, it's very good. you know, the Song of Solomon says he sometimes withdraws mm. so mm. that we will chase. It's you. Mm. Yeah. And so that we'll run after him. And I'm not suggesting that every time we have a dry patch or something that that's what's going on. But I just know that mm. we come back always to the same thing, that God's in charge yeah. and mm. that we can trust him. He's yeah. A, yeah. You know, Luke 11, 13 has been our, our kind of, keystone mm. verse for these three sessions if you men being evil know how to give good yeah. gifts unto your children how much more will your heavenly father give the holy spirit to them that ask and that just doesn't mean the initial gift of the holy spirit that means everything of the spirit that's ever going to come your way in life yeah. is going to come out of the, out of that and so yeah, yeah they're, they're both just amazing stories but I want to ask you as well because I've observed over the years that there are some things that God just can do. They're just God, you know? So no Reinhard Bonnke, 10-year-old kid. Mm. You know, nobody out the front of the altar call, you at home in your bedroom, mm. you know, and away it goes. But then there are some things that we can do to align ourselves. Mm. And I want to ask you about that, particularly when it comes to, well, the Word of God, for one thing, 
secondly, I'd say is our words, mm. because I've observed over the years that faith comes the most difficult for people that have got entrenched habits of worry mm. or anxiety or negativity about their life. Mm. You know, there's a want to under there, yeah. but they may have to do a little bit of work of aligning themselves. It's, Absolutely. If either of you, I, don't, I honestly don't know the answer to this question. Did either of you have that as a part of your upbringing or were you both just naturally positive and optimistic and away we go? Well, I'm the optimistic one in the family of the two of us. So that's never been an issue for me. But I know God, I believe God is optimistic. I think, mm. I think positivity is part of God. Mm. I mean, God, God wants the best for us. God mm. wants us to succeed. So I think mm. having that, having that, those speaking positive words is building an atmosphere, isn't it? It's almost laying if a foundation for God. If you mm. haven't been in the habit of it, though, Linda, many of us, I mean, you've just got to live a daily life in this world to discover that for a lot of people, you know, we're in the middle of, or by the time this goes to the air, the election probably will be over. But the amount of cynicism and negativity about a whole lot of things is quite mm. pervasive. Oh, it's terrible. And to go against that flow has to be a deliberate Absolutely. choice. You know, I think I referred in the last session about First Samuel 30 where David mm. and his men all wept until they had no more power to weep because there was a great tragedy occurred. Mm. But David out of all of them, the only one that hears God is the one who it says, but David, First uh, Samuel 30 verse 6, David encouraged himself in the Lord his mm. God. And I think that's one of the things we get to do when we f our emotions are empty of the sense of God. Mm. We don't feel God's closeness. We don't feel like the Lord is. You know, it's, it's always easy. I'll never forget, I've seen you a couple of times under tremendous inspiration of the anointing of the Holy Spirit and you're out there and you're bold and, you know, exuberant. But I'm pretty sure there'd be other times of your life when you felt anything but that. Yeah, who's but the, yeah, whose fault's that? Because it's like if I'm if I'm drawn by atmosphere alone, I don't take that into my own walk, then I'm like that double-minded man. Almost I forget who I look at, or I look in the mirror, I forget who I am. I think we have to build a life that's continually um, living out of that, living in the spirit. And I think what that's we, a good point. Learn, why you said that there about the atmosphere, because we all carry one around about our mm, life. Mm. Some of us, without knowing it, we carry an atmosphere of negativity. You know, mm. you know, and you just look in the Gospels, you know, yeah. like Thomas was famous for it. You know, well, we're going to Jerusalem. Oh, we'll go yeah. and die with him. And you go. Well, Jesus wow. had to put people out of the room for him to be able to do a miracle. That, wow. was, that fascinates me. I think oh, people think, you know, oh, it's, you've got to, got to understand they've gone through a hard time. I think that's great. And God loves them. But God also wants to partner with us. He wants us to grow up and, and be the Jesus is the high priest of our profession. So we have to say the same things that his word says. Otherwise, there is no platform, a landing place for that miracle. There's no place of faith because God needs faith when he speaks the word. Positivity, like Linda was saying, God can't help but see an answer, create an answer. So if we are speaking against that, we're actually nullifying the very thing that God wants to do. I'll so come, I want to come from a different point of view. I, I find with myself, I'm really disciplined. And you, you were saying, how can you, if you're not a positive person, how can you become one? We have to be disciplined. With your mouth, you mean? When you're and, and also are negative. what I'm looking at, what I'm listening to, okay. because there's so much negativity mm. out there. Mm. You've got to start to be disciplined and just and focus and, and line up. 
You're not on Facebook, mainly because there's reasons, is that right? Yes. So basically, I'm but, on but Facebook. There's nothing right, wrong with Facebook. And I'm drawn into all manner of negativity because <laughs> I feel like I want to know what's going on. It's titillating and it's amazing, but it actually does not build faith. I've actually had to find myself, you know what? I've got to get back to the Word of God. There's and, nothing wrong with Facebook, obviously, but for me, it's being, it's being disciplined and making a choice to look at and to view and to whatever. And to speak. And to speak things that are positive. Did you find Power Night helped you with that? Like in terms of declaring positive things, uh, Power Night in the early days of the the church, Mm. learning how to declare um, God's answers and and speak things over my life and speaking it over the atmosphere of my life. That changed me, I think, more Mm. than anything because the natural thing, for, as you mentioned, Linda, she's more naturally positive. I I might seem up. But I'll, I'll, I'll criticise things, I'll worry about things. And I realise my mouth is, you know, my, what is it? Um, my heart should leave my mouth in the good times so that my mouth can leave my heart in the bad times. So we got That's need to brilliant. be... Never yeah. heard that before, say it again. So when, you, when things are good and your heart's good, make sure your mouth is declaring that. So your heart is leading your mouth in the good times and when bad times come, mm-hmm. your mouth can lead your heart mm-hmm. out of that dark place. I think a lot of us too, uh, this uh, surrounds it or segues a little, we've probably, all of us have had the experience of coming into a church service where we're flat or maybe mm. even a bit down, mm. but being in an environment of faith mm. and there is one here. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. I think the if mm-hmm. you would ask me what's the most important thing in this church? sense of the presence of God. Mm. All day, every day. Mm. Without any mm. doubt, I think if you don't have that, there'd be no point. So where do, where do you think that comes? I'm not sure if you that asks you the question. You're the moderator, but do you think that comes from the the fact that you've made that the primary hunger of your life, and you're leading out of that, or do you think there's a grace that can come from the corporate sense about our church, the way we gather together? I think really honestly, I think first of all, it's a grace of God. I think you can't manufacture it. And it wouldn't mm. matter how well-intentioned you are. That's mm. why I say about positive speech doesn't make God do anything. No. You know, no. saying, I declare, won't make God move. What it'll move is you. Yes, exactly. So when David does that in First Samuel 30, mm. it doesn't change God. Yeah. Mm. It changes yeah. David. Yeah. It shifts right. David from out of the place of self-focus and, and problem orientation. It shifts him out of that into a place of hope. Impossibility. Because hope precedes faith. Mm. And so it shifts him out of that. And then David calls for the learned ephod, the priestly garment that's the symbol of God with them and the God who answers. And then he inquires of the Lord Mm. and then faith comes because he hears. He can hear. Romans 10, 17. So we see that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Mm. And so I find my problems is not that God's not speaking it, but I've got to get Mm. into the right space hearing, so that I can hear what he is saying. When I get into that place, Things that looked impossible mm. or that looked ridiculous, all of a sudden, you, I, mm. I've lost count of the number of times I've come to pray or to come to church. And mm. for me, it's every single week here. I, mm. That's why, <laughs> honestly, I'd say to people, if you do nothing else but come to church, yeah. just yeah. be there, <laughs> your life will change. Because mm. there is a dynamic of the Holy Spirit that's here and that just... You know, I know for some people it doesn't last much beyond the car park. I mm. go 
but it's it's growing inside yeah. of you. It's yeah. funny how people would push against that, wouldn't they? They say, oh, you've got to go to church to get your fix. I'm thinking, oh, well, yeah, if church absolutely. does nothing nothing else but get you, you, well, get you your jump your started. You fill your car with petrol every week. You don't get yeah. stupid car. You, you yeah, that's right. Every week. Yeah, you go to your petrol station for your fix. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. But so we need to learn to how fuel. to create perpetual motion fuel, engines. Yeah. It's the Holy Spirit. I think it's such an interesting part of this because for a lot of people, when you start talking about the Holy Spirit, it automatically in their mind goes to unknowable, mysterious land. Mm. And I'd go, no, God's not mysterious. Psalm 103 says he made known his ways mm. unto Moses. Yes. Mm. So God's got ways. Mm. In other words, God w- moves in a certain line, a certain direction. So when I understand that, I begin to understand that mm. being positive and speaking positively is not about what the world calls no. a positive mental attitude yeah. or something rather like that, NLP. it's about shifting my life to a place where it's easier for God to uh, relocate in the end and touch in and through my life. Mm. And mm. I think the importance yeah. of that, you were talking about going to the Word of God. Why? Because the Word of God makes you line up. Yes. It doesn't mm. change anything about God. No. Nothing no. you do will make God do anything. Mm. You know, your faith doesn't make God do anything. Your faith changes you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, partner with him. and yeah. that's where I think that's, that's what right. happened with Jesus. The disciples walk with Jesus. They become different. Follow me and I will make you. Mm. And mm-hmm. I would still say today that everything that you're talking about here, I go, it's been the grace of God, but it's also been the faithfulness of God's people in walking with it. Mm. Yeah. That Pe- people in this yes. church. You know, you never come to church here and people sing like, can we get this over and done mm, with? No. You know because I mean? they want to be here. They're ex- expectancy. Yeah, mm. man, yeah. yeah. And I'd go, that's a huge chunk of all that moving together. I think it's a mixture of both. It's a mixture of God's divine and sovereign grace in his choosing, but then there's also our partnership. You've used that word, I think, in every one of these sessions. You've talked about our partnership with God. Mm. And I'd say that that's the perfect way to describe it because it's not, you know, it's not God taking you over. You mm. know, if you'd gone home that night and just read a, you know, a novel and then turned the light out and went to sleep, none of it would have happened. Mm. But Linda stepped into a place of going, I'm going to ask God for mm. his help. You know, you yeah. stayed back when everybody else had left and gone to supper. You stayed back. I remember someone gave well, us a prophetic a word. It's a hunger. Because someone gave us a word, or I remember them speaking about that at a perfect prophetic conference years ago, was that God's like a checker player. And we always think God makes, well, God's already made the first move, but then he really is waiting for our next move yeah. towards yeah. him. And that sometimes that's laying down something. It's mm. signing up for a course. It's coming to church. Maybe it's coming a bit more often. It's reading your Bible. And we think, well, why, does, why, why, does, why can't God just do it all? But it's because the, the very thing of being a disciple means disciplined one. We're making choices every day mm. to say, God, I, I want to put you first and this is how I'll do it. I think being led by the Holy Spirit and having the baptism of the Holy Spirit becomes less of a guessing game rather than, hmm, there's this wide open path and the word, yes, I can, I can live my life how I like. That partnership to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit very clearly, um, I don't think we'd be where we are if we were just in that sort of general sort of... Let me come back and ask, because in our last session, we talked about God not being a God who interrupts. Mm. He can, mm-hmm. but that's mm-hmm. not his preferred mode of, no, of partnership with us. You know, in much the same way, 
nobody wants to have a hectoring or lecturing parent <laughs> or a spouse. You know, if <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, there are sometimes when you go. I'll tell you if you ask, but if you don't ask, you know, James says you have not because you ask not. And yeah. I wonder, <laughs> how do you build the kind of life that asks God? I know that sounds so simple. You go, well, you just ask. And I go, mm. yeah, but a lot of people, it's not mm. there for them to think like that. What does that yeah. look like? Yeah. Well, I think I always think of that scripture, um, you weary God by not asking yeah, in right. the Old Testament. Mm. And mm. for me... I I ask God everything. I'm always always asking. Asking God. for things or asking questions about. I'm things? asking him questions. In fact, I don't I don't really. I probably ask God more questions than anything. I want to I want to understand. I want to know. I want to why why He's doing stuff. And I think it comes back to what I said when I got filled with the Spirit. There's a hunger mm. that comes, and I think it's mm. in all of us. How does God download that sense of? the answers that you're looking for? Does it sort of reveal itself through different things that happen or through the word or do you get a little sense of inspiration from him while you're asking or how does that? Well, it can come in any way, but I mean, normally through through my quiet times because wow. I, I have one every day no matter what and God will speak through that. Um, but as I said in the last session, it's the peace. It's right. the peace of God that yeah. leads, that I find. Not a boom, you don't hear a booming voice? No, it's the peace of God just going on my Christian life each day mm. and doing what the Word says and just, it's, it's, not, glam, it's not glamorous. It sounds simple, it, but it's so It's profound. not glamorous, but, yeah, right. but I think that's who God, God wants us to just walk in the garden, like Michael said, yeah, right. and just know, get to know Him better and He'll lead us. He wants us to seek It's pretty him. stirring, wow. isn't it, to realise mm. that no matter what you've seen and what you know, there's more to come. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> I love the story of Barnabas in the New Testament who begins as just an enthusiastic believer. He's mm. obviously at everything that he can get to. You know, he comes and lays his offering at the apostles' feet. So he's investing in, in this yeah. thing that's really kicking off. And then he later on is just such an encourager. They call him Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. Then he goes and finds Paul. So he's going to get a new Christian and bringing them in. Mm. So he's investing all this way. And then his life goes from that to traveling with the Apostle Paul, which must have been mm. just mm. a pretty big step up. Yeah. And then later on, he goes out with uh, at, with um, Paul and Silas go and Barnabas and John Mark go church, off. And then he goes off to planting churches. Mm. And you see that across this whole journey, this man's life grew. And I know for both of you, because I've known you a long time, there are, you think when you're in it, like, okay, this is great. Mm. But then you look back later and go, no, this is great. Mm. Mm. That was great, but this is greater. And there's an unending journey, really. Absolutely. With God, isn't there? And I think the understanding of ministry, because obviously the Holy Spirit and all the, we're talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which enables us to be uh, more than some of our parts or experience or even our theology, the Holy Spirit comes, that comforter comes alongside paraclete and actually enables us to do more every time we, we open our mouth mm. for God there's there's miracles there's life flowing out there's sometimes there's laying on of hands but I think ministry has got this thing of a paradigm that people think it's about the formalized ministry is you, you actually have a ministry or a Bible college or a, mm. a church role whereas I think ministry uh, you know, literally to serve and to love your 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 fellow man wherever you are 
that's the hands and feet of Jesus. I think we've got to get rid of that nomenclature of that ministry is that formal ministry of I'm going into the ministry. I'm leaving my job and going into the ministry. I said, no, your job, if you're where Jesus needs you to be, you are being the most spiritual person you could ever be. You Sometimes people going into ministry is actually, that's, it's a fleshly paradigm of trying to build this uh, pseudo spiritual thing. I think it's obedience is better than sacrifice. Well, God's looking for people to walk with, isn't he? Not, yeah. You yeah. Know, he's not trying to fill <laughs> an org chart, you know, uh, some kind of a hierarchy. Yeah. He's mm. trying to, it, he calls it his family. Mm. And I think that that, I mean, it, I think all these sessions, there's a lot in them and a lot of truth and a lot of fact, but there's also a lot of keep it simple. Yeah. yeah. Walk with yeah. Jesus, be humble, be hungry, yeah. build your life in whatever way you can, make a space so that God can talk to you. Yes. Let God speak to you, speak. ask him the kind of questions, be looking for God. Yeah. You know, I love that yeah. verse in, where it says, unto them that look for him shall he appear yeah. the second time without sin unto salvation. So there's a, a looking for Jesus. Mm. I know this is one of your favorite verses in Matthew 7. You know, uh, seeking you will find. Mm. Knocking the door will be able to. Whatever, you're, what, looking whatever mm. you're looking for is what you're going to find. Mm. And when we orientate our life towards, I'm going to, I, I just think it's a sad thing if someone's going to get saved, live a, an ordinary life, die and go to heaven and go, but I could have been. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? And, I, it's, and it's not about none of the, the three sessions we've done. We've talked about any of the latest fads or there's mm. some gold dust or there's a special way of prophesying or it's like none of it has been about something new it's a, a glistening mm. thing it literally is about how do we stay fresh and hungry for god and i think staleness comes when people just somehow think that either the things of the holy spirit are beyond them or that they, they're not they're not special enough to be able to either attain them and, that, and so they lock themselves out and it really is that simple of just listening to the voice mm. of the holy spirit and taking the next step what is that next step your favorite thing of um the raised lost ark thing we uh, just take that next step of faith and then god the, the land comes out what in front of them what book movie. is that <laughs> raised lost ark the, the book of um the book of don't even go there spielberg <laughs> book of spielberg yeah. you know, take think the step it's a relationship isn't it it's all about, it's like my relationship with Michael. I know him a lot better than I did when I first married. I hope I do anyway. I first married him. So it's, it's just walking every yeah, day and getting to know God better and, and oh. more fully each day as I go along. And not taking so, them for granted and just you know, loving them and worship, <laughs> worshipping them. But just something like this, I want to come back to that or, or get to this. And I'm going to ask you, Michael, if you will pray for people who, who need to make the first step because just in the same way, because you've talked about, you know, when you first met and you go on your first date and then, mm. et cetera, there was a starting point. Yeah, there was a yeah. point where there was these two individuals that had no contact. Yeah. And then all of a sudden one day there's an introduction and then it grows from there. Yeah. And it's exactly the same mm -hmm. for people that go, I don't know Jesus. You can join a church but never know Jesus. Mm, you can yeah. even get baptised in water but never know Jesus. Right. You could serve in a church but never know Jesus. Yeah. But <laughs> the thing he's after is that you will know him and walk with him. So sure. maybe, Mike, you want to just pray for people who yeah. want to say yes to Jesus because yeah. I just think that's uh, yeah, we want people to start it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay, so yeah, so if you're watching this, maybe you're a friend of someone who's from our church or somebody who just opened up to this uh, YouTube channel and um, you don't have that relationship with God like we've been talking about where every day mm -hmm. you're asking God 
to be the most important center, central part of your life, yet you're feeling like, you know what, that's what you need, that's what's been missing. And maybe you've missed it because you thought it involved you having to be perfect or mm. not make mistakes or sign up to a particular dominant denomination, it's all too hard. You know what, Jesus wants to just have a, a walking friendship with you, but he also wants to be Lord of your life, to actually mm. lead you, to be, help you become the real you, the best you. So if, if you'd like to say yes to Jesus, I wanna say a prayer. I just want you to close your eyes and mean it in your heart. And I know that Jesus is gonna meet with you tonight. Father, I thank you for this time we get to talk about you, this incredible privilege we have to, to inquire about how do we, Lord, how do we enjoy this life you've bought for us? And Lord, for those that have been still struggling with things in their own life, they feel like they're not good enough. They've made too many mistakes. Lord, perhaps they've even been put off the church by people they've met, but they know in their heart there is something right about this, that they know that they need a saviour, that they need a fresh start. And tonight, Lord, I pray for them that they would absolutely just hand over the reins of their life and say, God, not my will, but yours be done. And God, that you have a precious, amazing life prepared for them in this life and also for forever, Lord, an eternity with you, free from judgment, free from sin, free from fear, free from worry, free from distress. Lord, I pray that they would right now feel your peace. And as they right now receive you, as they say, Jesus, come into my heart. Just if you'd like to say these words after me, dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my life take out all the mistakes, take out all the hurt, take out all the pain. And Lord, forgive me for not trusting you. But tonight, Jesus, I acknowledge you as the one who died for my sin. And I invite you into my life to give me a fresh start to be a Christian. Thank you. I'm a child of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading me. Amen. 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 If you uh, prayed that prayer with Michael, you'll see up there on the screen for you some details. We'd love you to respond with your yes. Why yes? To 0488826392. Or if you'd rather get our help via email, it's yes.metrochurch.org.au. Of course, if you're with us on the metrochurch.online platform, the yes button's there for you. And we would love to send you. It's free and... Uh, totally with no strings attached. We want to be a part of your ongoing journey with Christ. And so we'll send you a different Bible verse every day and a short prayer. Fits on one screen of the smartphone, all of this. And you'll just get that every day. And uh, you can opt out if you want, whenever you want. Uh, but I pray that you will really start to build a great life with God. I want to finish, Linda, by uh, asking you to pray for people because I think the thing I've heard, I've lost count how many times you've said it over these three sessions, you've talked about hunger. Mm. And I actually think that hunger is not even just our human nature mm. seeking God. I think it's something of God prompting us mm. to even want to follow and chase. And I, I think that's a part of God's divine grace. Mm. You know, Jesus said, no man comes to the Father unless the Spirit draw him. Mm. I think that we can therefore pray yes. that people that are a part of this service will have yeah. an increasing hunger in their life. It's a grace, isn't it? It's yeah. a grace to be able to be drawn. But not the really. kind of thing that, you know, you're hungry for, you know, half an hour and then you forget about it because you get busy, but something that keeps on prompting and prodding. Mm. So, yeah, you yeah, it's great. Dear Lord, I just thank you for everyone that's listening, Lord. I just pray that you just put 
such a hunger deep down in them, something that is going to just something that will cause them to follow after you, to mm. chase after you, mm. to be almost have a longing for you, Lord, mm. that it will be a lifelong, mm. lifelong journey, Lord. Mm. I just thank you, Jesus, right now. Just let them have that. Let them, let them know that you are near to them. Let them know that, that you are just there, Lord, and you just, I just thank you, Jesus, just put that in their heart. Let them know you. Let them feel you. Mm. Let them see you. Let them understand. There's, Lord, I just sense there's some that just, just haven't understood and have had, had such a desire for you, Lord, but there mm. hasn't been understanding. I thank you, Lord, that through these sessions, I believe that you're saying that there's going to be just gifts coming, new gifts coming out mm. in people. Mm. And I just see people beginning to flourish. There's coming a flourish in lives, Lord. There's a coming, and you are, you're putting a hunger in people as mm. they've sought you and as mm. they've turned. It's like they've turned towards you, Lord, and they've said, yes, this is what I've been looking for. There's people out there, Lord, that I can see that are just just saying, this is what I've been wanting yeah. my whole life. Mm. I just thank you, Lord, you're meeting them right now. And that's just there for them. I thank you for it, Jesus, amen. in your name. Amen. Amen, amen. I thank mm -hmm. you both so much for these mm -hmm. three sessions together. And again, let me remind you that all of our uh, teaching sessions stay up on our YouTube channel. So you're welcome, of course, to go back. But we'd love to see you here at Metro. We've been talking about what it's like to be a part of a church family. And I know that sometimes people feel like, well, yeah, but I wouldn't know what to do. Well, trust me. Uh, if you come here, people will make you feel welcome. You will absolutely feel what we've been speaking about, that wonderful sense of the Holy Spirit uh, wanting you and reaching out to you. So thank you for being a part of it. Pray that God will bless you. Look forward to seeing you somewhere soon.